We don't have those. We don't have what we would need to be a self-sustaining community. Manufacturing. We don't have those things, right? What was it? Grocery store. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Greetings, 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 greetings. Wow, that was powerful. Thank you, Seiko. Next, I want to bring Blair Durham, president of Black Brand. Thank you, Blair, for coming and joining in with us today. Thank you for having me. Hi, good afternoon. I want to say thank you, Seiko and 200 plus men for including Black Brand in this effort. Um, Certainly, it's an honor to be a part of it. So I want to do something a little interactive I'm not like the speakers that we've heard before. I write everything down that I'm gonna say. But I wanna ask you all this. Anybody have an idea of how many black-owned businesses there are in these United States? Any idea? It's a big number. Anybody wanna take a guess? A number, not a percentage. Take a guess. Five million, it's less than that. What'd you say? 3.5, a little less than that. 2.5 million, yep. 2.5 million, according to the Association for Enterprise and Opportunity, two and a half million black-owned businesses in the U.S. Here's a question. Of those two and a half million, how many do you all think are employer firms? Meaning they have at least one other person that they employ. Anybody know? If 2.4 million were employer firms, we would not be having this meeting. Anybody have a guess? And this is a, give me a percentage. 10% is a good guess. Not quite though. Less than 10%. Less than 8%. More than 2%. 4%. 4%. So. 100,000, roughly 100,000 of the two and a half million black owned companies in the US actually have employees, right? So when we started Black Brand in 2016, oh, that's a bright light. (laughs) Uh, We actually thought that group economics would be enough, just like what Mayor Gray, Vice Mayor Gray was referring to. We thought that if we could figure out how to market the idea that we can support ourselves just by spending with one another, like the Jewish communities and other communities, then we could create black wealth, right? That seems feasible, right? We actually hired one of the biggest practitioners of the group economics movement to come in and do our, um, our grand opening, our, our launch event, Maggie Anderson. You guys familiar with Maggie Anderson? She's amazing. She, oh my goodness, she and her family endeavored on a project. They wrote a book called Our Black Year where they documented 365 days, every dollar that they spent was inside the black community. So all their needs were met by the black community. So when she came to our launch, she preached I mean, she had us all in tears. It was just 
powerful. And we felt like, man, we could do this. What she didn't tell us, though, was that she was funded by the Kellogg Institute in order to be able to do what she did, because otherwise it would not have been possible. She had young children. She had to travel for miles and miles and miles to get black-owned companies that made diapers, to find a black-owned gas station, a black-owned bank, et cetera, et cetera. It really was not possible, right? Kellogg Institute, they wanted the data, so they hired her to do this work. Going back to my paper. <laughs> I did good, though, for the first few minutes, right? Oh, the point that Seiko wanted me to make. We are over-indexed in industries like beauty, right? We've got clothing for sale. We've got, we've got our salons. We've got our barbershops. What kinds of businesses do we not have? We don't have those. We don't have what we would need to be a self-sustaining community. Manufacturing. We don't have those things, right? What was it? Grocery stores. Don't have them. So I'd like to propose um, really quickly that there are three areas in Hampton Roads where there's some, some missed opportunities, right? Um, the first one is we lack the financial and business literacy to take advantage of a lot of these startup programs that are offering access to capital. So that's one thing that I've really been in touch with over the last three years. People have been calling on us. They want to know, you know, can we evaluate these pitch decks that come in? For example, Old Dominion University, right? A lot of you guys know ODU is the entrepreneurship hub in Hampton Roads. It's not a month that goes by that ODU is not hosting some kind of program that's open to the community where you can actually get funding for your business. Well, guess who typically isn't represented there? Us, and here's why. When ODU hosted their Something in the Water, and I shared this with some of you, when they hosted their Something in the Water pitch competition, they got about 126 applicants. They asked me to score about a quarter of them. In the application, they had on there, they wanted you to mark you know, what your ethnicity was, what school you went to, et cetera, et cetera in addition to supplying your pitch deck. I will tell you that it was obvious which businesses were ours. We didn't need the demographic information in order to be able to tell that there was a gap. We didn't know what information should go in a pitch deck. We didn't know how to describe what the financial projections would look like. And so, again, we're not competitive in that arena. Um, the second thing is, instead of starting the businesses that the market is demanding, we start the business that we want to start. We start the thing that we're passionate about. We bake our cupcakes. <laughs> we open up our whatever. Um, and we find it difficult to sustain. We find it difficult to scale. We find it difficult to hire an employee. Right? And so an example of that is, and I'll give an example from my personal life, um, I wanted to start a magazine. And Burt Bergen kept telling me, don't start a magazine. That's not what the market wants. Magazines are nice, you know, black enterprise, the ones that exist, they're doing great, maybe. 
But what is the market asking for in 2016, 2017? What does the market want instead of magazines? They want blogs. They want apps. They want all things digital, right? And so since we're not versed in lean startup methodology, which says before you spend $1, you need to go interact with who your customers would be and find out what they want with respect to what you can provide. We're out here burning through our 401ks and our savings and everything else to start the business that we want to start. Um, and that's a, that's a huge problem. We're not engaged really in the STEM opportunity. The last thing is, and you guys are gonna hear from um, one of just the giants in government contracts. She's not really a giant, but she's a giant in government contracts <laughs> in a few minutes. We're not engaged in contract opportunities. Um, and a lot of us know about city, state, and federal contracts, but not many of us know about the opportunities that exist through the supply chain, right? So just last week, I had the opportunity to attend, it was like a thousand dollar conference. I went to the Coastal Virginia, no, Carolinas, Virginia Minority Supplier Development Council Business Opportunity Conference. Did anybody know that was happening in Virginia Beach last week? So major company, major organization. This was the local chapter to the national uh, organization that's been around for over 50 years. They exist to pair small businesses like ours with big companies like Ferguson, like Bank of America, ADP, Capital One, Newport News Shipbuilding, etc. When their national president got up and spoke, she showed us how hundreds of millions of dollars are flowing through their certification process. And I looked at those numbers, and I looked at the numbers in the program, which showed that only they only have 400 certified MBEs in all of Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. But there's 25,000 black-owned businesses just in Hampton Roads. So what a majorly missed opportunity, right? And some folks don't even know that these large companies, they don't do everything themselves. They outsource, right? So what Black Brand is doing is aligning with, obviously, folks like 200 plus men, building accelerator programs, really looking at these, these opportunities because there are many. And it feels like there's this synergy, right? Because now the CVMSDC, that organization that just had that conference, they want to do much more work here. So they partner with the Hampton Roads Chamber. Now the Metropolitan Business League, which is out of um, Richmond, also been around for 50 plus years. They want to do much more work here. Everybody sees this area as ripe for opportunity. So I feel like this is just the perfect time for a program such as this. Again, we're honored to be a part of it. Thank you, Seiko, so much for the, for the invitation. That's it. Yeah. Wow, so much information, Blair. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, I knew you would bring it and give us something more than what we knew before we walked in the door, so I do appreciate that. Next, I want to bring up um, a, uh, Bruce Williams. Is Bruce Williams here? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, sure, not a problem. Anybody have any questions right now or any comments, commentary? 
Yes, hold on one second, Danita. Um, for Blair, a lot of the information, um, it, you're good. Um, that's all good. A lot of the information that you shared this morning, like the events that um, we're kind of missing out on, how can we be more abreast of those types of events? Because, you know, I get on Facebook and I see the events and I was just telling this morning, I always understand the algorithm. So how can we are aware when things like that happen? Gonna say, plug into your local black brand. <laughs> we are sharing of this on a weekly basis. So now that we've kind of established that, you know, we're doing this work, we get these emails out of nowhere. People know that, you know, we want to provide this course. Um, so we were able to provide an opportunity for two of our members to attend this conference this year. It was amazing, you know. Um, that's short answer. Any more comments or questions? I have a question, but to add on to what Blair said, once you get those proper certifications, DBEM, then you will automatically receive announcements. Matter of fact, I'm going to share. But you will automatically receive announcements. There's shops going on. Um, there's some, there's some events going on now, and I get this empty card certified in some of these areas where you have to have gotten into their database, either the city or the state government, and then you made aware of what's available. And then within your network, once you get on those rosters, you know, once you get in the databases, then you will be notified. Okay, just a few more minutes. Thank you all for your patience. And again, thank you all for coming out. You could be doing anything anywhere else on this Saturday afternoon. You chose to come here to get this information. And I just, you know, just want to say thank you to not only everyone attending, but those that came to share us. We definitely appreciate you. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.